Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast, where, again, always trying to bring you new and exciting and amazing information about education, in particular with a focus on math, but, of course, we go to all subjects. So today, this is going to be one of those more general topics, and we're talking about tips to keep young students attentive and engaged. So I've got five tips to help keep keep those younger students more involved in what's going on and more keen on education. So over the years, uh, since I've been doing this really full time and been giving it my all, I've worked with a wide array of ages. I've worked with adults. I've worked with, and just worked recently with somebody in his 40s. And I've and then it, it started out primarily in high school, but now I've gone all the way down to seven years old for my youngest for my youngest client. And what I've noticed is, and of course, I've also been teaching fourth grade math lately as well in the classroom setting. And what I've noticed is we have a difference usually in terms of attention and so on and so forth between the younger clients, the younger students versus high school kids or college kids. Usually, with the older kids get, the more likely that they're probably intrinsically motivated and at least even even if they're not crazy about math, they have a desire to get a good grade or do well so that they can get into a good college or whatever whatever it may be. So when we have younger kids, it's, it's like a lot of those goals are so disconnected. They're so far away. It's not always easy to connect the dots and realize why doing well or understanding a particular concept is important. So it's not such a simple task to get them excited, to get them engaged. So that's why I want to talk about this topic. And I wrote an article, it's the same topic, it's called Five Tips to Keep Young Students Attentive and Engaged. So in addition to reading from this article, I'm also going to share my thoughts as well along the way. So here we go, listen up. If you have kids and you're trying to hire a tutor for your kids or you're trying to work with your kids yourself, Take a listen. Working with high school students is very straightforward. Kids in their mid to late teens are often focused and self-motivated to learn and perform. They are thinking about college and beyond and usually have some goals in mind that they would like to achieve. Young children, however, are not as determined to plow through hours of mathematical tutelage as their older counterparts. They're substantially more disconnected from the real world and career ambitions. What usually occupies their minds on a regular basis is playing sports with their friends, video games, and sleepovers. In a word, their lives are primarily centered around having fun. And that is a beautiful thing. In fact, I do what I do on a daily basis because I love having fun. It just so happens that my version of fun is teaching math. And by the way, not just teaching math, it's also making videos, writing articles, running the podcast, Getting my website up, all that stuff is tons of fun for me. Because younger children are carefree, 
Unencumbered by concerns of college admissions and career goals, it can be a challenge to command their attention. But after working with countless 4th, 5th, and 6th graders in both group and one-on-one settings, and homeschool settings as well, I have developed an understanding of how to engage these young minds. Not only do my students work with me at a stellar pace, but they are excited for our sessions. They actually look forward to learning about math. And to be honest, I wouldn't want it any other way. I have fun when I teach, and I want my students to feel the same way. The secret to being able to have this effect is I bring more to the table than just math education. I don't look at my sessions as standard lessons. They are multifaceted interactions. They are playdates, discussions, comedy shows, pep talks, explanations, all rolled into one. Because I've been able to successfully implement these components into my lessons on a regular basis, I've received very high reviews from both my students and their respective parents. Now, a great deal of this magic formula comes naturally to me. My personality and general nature inclines me to take on this varied role. I like talking and having fun with my students. As such, in order to pass on advice to other teachers, I had to sit down and think critically and precisely about what I have been doing that worked so well. After a bit of reflection, I've boiled down my formula to the following five tips. So here are the tips. And again, for me personally, I went into tutoring. I went into teaching because I, I, had, I had this notion that it was going to come very natural to me. I had done it many times in my life, but never as a full-time profession. I knew it was just going to – I just had this feeling it was going to be a really good fit. But for people out there who aren't necessarily inclined to teaching but want to help want to help your kids, want to do some extra work with them while they're going through their homework, that's really who I've, I've made this show for and written this article for, is for people who, who this isn't their forte, but they want to get better. They want to make it a more fun experience. Or alternatively, if you do love teaching and tutoring, but you don't have, you don't have the experience or you don't have the social aptitude just yet, that makes you a really top stellar, top-notch tutor. So here are my five tips. Okay, number one, always maintain a high level of positivity. When working with kids, never let your positive attitude wane. It doesn't matter if you had a rough week or got no sleep the night before. When you walk in those doors, it's game time. You must put on a super happy and positive face. If you're not positive, your kids will follow your example. This basic tenet is derived from our understanding of mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are the pieces of our brain that make us yawn from other yawns, frown when we encounter third-party sadness, and smile when we are around jovial individuals. Essentially, people often mimic the mood and body language of those around them. If you are hunched over and overtly depressed, your kids will mirror that vibe. If, however, you smile and stay super positive throughout the lesson, your students will be much more likely to remain happy and eager to learn. So yeah, this is super important. I remember when I was shadowing my one buddy in Seattle, Arthur Emery, long time ago, not that long ago, a couple years ago, and this is super funny what he did. He has an amazing relationship with all his students and he's a great tutor, phenomenal tutor and teacher. He, him and his student planned out a, uh, it was almost like a fake fight. It was really funny. And, and what they did was he pretended to get really negative and to almost be a bit derisive. 
and it was all an act. I didn't realize this at the time, but he was basically like, come on, what's wrong with you? How can you not get this? And getting a bit angry, getting a bit upset. And I was about to step in because I was so confused. Like, why is he this? Why is he giving this kid, poor kid, a hard time? And then they just both started laughing. And he said, yeah, I got him to play along. We just wanted to, to, to mess around a little bit. And it was so funny. But that's that's exa- that that raises two points. One, that's the opposite of what you should be doing. You should, like Arthur, and like I strive to do, you should always be positive and be happy. Hopefully you're doing, you're, you're working with your kids or you're becoming a tutor for the right reasons because it does at some level give you some satisfaction. So try and let that show. Try and be fun and be happy because that will make it more fun for other people to be around you and to learn. And the other point that that raises is that's the type of relationship, ideally, that you should be going for where you can have fun alongside learning. It doesn't have to be the end of good times as soon as you sit down. That joking and that playfulness can still be a part of the formula throughout the session. All right, number two, keep energy levels at a maximum. Think about tutoring kids or working with kids as part education, part entertainment. If your lesson begins to drag, your students will rest their heads on their hands and gradually zone out. Not an ideal mind frame for optimal knowledge absorption. Your goal should be to keep your kids active and engaged. Instead of allowing yourself to drift into a monotonous tone, speak with power and inflection. Use hand gestures whenever possible. If you keep your energy levels high, your kids will be energized as well. So this is a basic basic tenet when you're trying to teach or do anything with anybody. You keep your energy levels high, it's going to make it more engaging. And we're talking about we're basically talking about things that might get your kids to perk up a little bit. This isn't exactly related to energy levels, but one thing that I do, which I've been doing it lately more so, and it has a really cool effect, is I use a, it's called a Wacom tablet, and I use it with my computer so I can write on the screen the equations and the formulas, and we can solve things together. My students often really think this is fun. They like watching me do the work on the board, and they also like using the Wacom tablet themselves. This is something that makes it fun and gets students perked up and makes understanding and comprehension much easier. Number three, show excitement for the subject. When you sit down to teach your children, you are asking them to give you their undivided attention. And this whole process is much easier if your students or children are actually excited about the subject matter. The first step in engendering excitement is showing your own enthusiasm. After all, if you're not thrilled to be going through math problems, how can you expect your students or children to be? So get excited and broadcast it. My guess is that hopefully if you are trying to help your own kids with math, you probably like it and it probably is fun for you. So just try and do your best to convey that. If by chance it's not exciting, here's what I would suggest. Think about it, at least the, the exciting part could be spending time with your kids or being able to help them achieve a higher grade and reach whatever goals they may have in the future. So if, if math in and of itself is not exciting to you, try and keep those things in mind and remember what the eventual goals are, what you're trying to help them achieve. And hopefully that can get you in the mood, get you psyched up about teaching math. All right, number four intersperse the lesson with fun conversations. For kids who are 9 through 11 years old, you need to keep the session lively. 
You can certainly accomplish a great deal of this with a positive attitude, loads of energy, and a healthy dose of enthusiasm. But those components alone will not carry the day. You need to connect with your kids. Accordingly, you need to take inventory of their interests. As the lesson rolls forward, take the time to bring up the topics of interest and engage them in a fun and interesting conversation. It will break up the lesson and rein in students who are potentially dozing off in the middle of the lesson. For example, some of my students share my interest in science, particularly astronomy. For them, I always make sure to mention any cool documentaries I've seen recently and routinely ask about the latest fun facts that they have learned. Another thing is, I mean, whenever I start a session... I always begin with just catching up, seeing how the day it was at school, what's new in their lives, if it's been a week. It doesn't necessarily have to be grounded in academics or tests or teachers. And you do this because, well, one, hopefully you are genuinely interested in what's been going on in their lives. You never know. There's all sorts of things that happen at school that could be very interesting to you and useful as well. But it's it's just one of those things to warm somebody up to make them to, to start getting the positive emotions flowing as opposed to just launching right into a subject that they may feel anxious about they may not want to start right away so it's just about laying a nice foundation of a pleasant conversation before you get into the nitty-gritty and hopefully that will translate to more attention and more enjoyment all right number five and this is something again that comes natural to me Joke around. Everybody likes to have fun. One of the most common ways that people bond and have fun is by joking around. Inject your lessons with jokes and humor whenever possible. Not only will this bring life into the session, but it will help forge the bond between you and your students. Once they see you as more than just parent, teacher, whatever it may be, you will truly be able to make a solid impact on their education. Okay, this is this is an interesting one because... I think that some people out there might be listening and they may actually be naturally funny or they like to joke around or they have these inclinations. And some of you listening may not. Some of you listening may think you're not very funny or not very interesting or whatever it may be. And a, a couple of things I want to say on this. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not necessarily advising you to go out and spend loads of time trying to develop this, this skill. But all I want to say on this front is that joking around, having fun, being funny, it actually is something that can be learned and cultivated. I know this because I have many friends in the comedy industry who are stand-up comedians, also improv improv actors, and it's definitely something that you practice and eventually get good at is making observational jokes, basically being a doing things called tagging there's all these other comedic terms for different techniques and tactics to bring humor into different situations the bottom line is it can be learned if you do have an interest in just in general trying to be a funnier more engaging person there are ways to do that and i do recommend you you try those avenues if this is a sticking point for you if you find that whether it's with your kids or otherwise you find conversations you you're not a great conversationalist these are things that you can work on 100% it's just like it's it's just like that same perception that people have about math. You're either a math person or you're not. And it's nonsense. Same with this. Yeah, yeah. Same with most things in life, to be honest. So that's about it. That's what I've got for my five tips on how to really communicate effectively. And I can tell you now, 
even since the time that I've written this article, I've been working in a fourth grade classroom. I have been working with even more kids, younger than nine, down to seven years old. And it's it's so important to have that bond and that relationship. And those those things form gradually. Well, sometimes instantaneously, it just depends. But they form by basically having being being able to be fun is is kind of the central tenet here. And so take my word for it, of course, because I hope you do. I've been doing this a lot for the last few years. And, and man, I I just, it just makes such a, such a big difference. Again, this is something that I think I mentioned on the show before, but that's what Arthur told me back when I began. And he said the make it or break it when trying to be a good communicator, a good tutor, a good teacher It's all about that connection and that relationship that you can form with the student. So that's all we got for today. I hope you listened up. I hope this was helpful for you. If you want to check out the show notes for today's episode, go to www.scalarlearning.com. And as always, if you have any questions or comments for me, hit me up at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. For the remainder of the summer of 2016, new episodes dropping every day. So make sure to check back on the regular for new information related to everything education. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.